This is an RNZ podcast. Last weekend, the headline on the editorial in the Sunday Star Times was pretty ominous. The creeping influence of party strategists at local body elections. But actually, the piece was just about one of the upcoming local elections, the one in Auckland. The paper's editor, Tracy Watkins, began with this. Oh, to be a fly on the wall at the Morningside Tavern, where Auckland mayoral hopeful John Tamahiri is said to have set up his unofficial campaign headquarters. Working for the former Labour government cabinet minister, a former National Party president and current PR professional Michelle Bogue, and a former National Party MP Christine Fletcher, who's currently Deputy Mayor of Auckland. Now, she was described by Tracy Watkins as an Epsom grandee, a piece of code that some Aucklanders reading their national newspaper might get, though others around the country, maybe not so much. And alongside those two, John Tamahiri also had long-time trade unionist and advisor to left-leaning politicians, Matt McCartan. Now, Tracy Watkins described this combination as audacious because... Presumably the strategy is to pick off disaffected centre-right voters who ticked goff last time. McCartan's value is his organising genius and his knowledge of how to turn out the old-school Labour vote, where Tamahiri will also have ready appeal. Nothing at all about any possible policies that might affect Auckland. And it was all similarly strategic when the Herald's political editor, Audrey Young, profiled Team Tamahiri in the Weekend Herald last month. Now, she added that a former Sunday news journalist, Joe Lose, was also part of the crew. He's also a PR man for the Waiparata Trust, chaired by John Tamahiri in the past. And another PR man, James Polhill, was also in the mix. But at this point, many readers of the Sunday Star Times might be asking, what does all that really mean, apart from further proof that former politicians and PR people can be hired for political campaigns? In the Sunday Star Times last weekend, Tracy Watkins also mentioned the political strategy and the strategists employed by the incumbent Phil Goff. And then there was this. News on Sunday that former Mayor John Banks is weighing up another crack at Auckland is unlikely to tilt the scales much. But nevertheless, she rated it important enough to take up half of the facing page, page three, in the Sunday Star Times. And again, it was the involvement of advisers that triggered the story. John Banks has hired a team of heavyweight political strategists as he weighs up a shot at the Auckland mayoralty. John Banks has got the Topham Guerin communications firm and a former Crosby Texter staffer in his corner to weigh up the viability of a tilt at the title, in case you're interested. Like the other stories, this one didn't say much about what John Banks might actually stand for. Indeed, he hasn't even said if he will stand for Mayor of Auckland at all yet, or not. But the Sunday Star Times scoop did say this. According to focus group testing carried out by the bank's team, many voters would welcome having his name on the ticket. Had the Sunday Star Times actually seen this focus group research or were they just reporting outcomes passed on to them by what the paper called the bank's team? Detailed info on what potential voters in Auckland thought about a candidate previously stricken by scandal and bogged down in court cases, that really would have been the basis of a good story. But as it was, the headline on this yarn could have been simply... Another former politician hires consultants. Tracy Watkins finished her Sunday Star Times editorial last weekend with these thoughts. The creeping influence of campaign strategists from the national political scene should worry all of us. Auckland's problems are too big for a campaign won on slick soundbites. And she's right about that on both counts. But these campaign strategists from the national political scene seem to know they can count on journalists from the national media scene to amplify their messages and their plans. 
In recent months, we've seen politicians such as Vernon Tava and Alfred Naro float the idea of new political parties in the media, and they got big bursts of coverage in the press. But both quietly rolled back their plans, presumably after weighing up the public response or lack of it, to all that free publicity in the media. And if John Banks hired strategists for hoping that the media would provide the same service for them this past week, they would have been happy. After the Sunday Star Times story last weekend, News Talk ZB had the Herald's Auckland Issues reporter Simon Wilson on. Simon Banks has uh, retained Topham Gurin, which is the New Zealand digital and creative agency that helped Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison unexpectedly get re-elected. There's some pretty strong armoury in his arsenal, isn't there? I think there is, and it's interesting that Banks hasn't actually announced that he's standing for mayor. What he's announced is that he's looking at it, um, and he's got, uh, in Topham Garam, he's got a very, very credible, uh, very skilled uh, team analysing the political world in Auckland and, and advising him on whether it's a good idea, doing the focus groups, doing the surveys. And in the end, they all seem to agree that it wasn't actually very likely John Banks would stand. Give us a percentage. Chances that this will actually happen Simon Wilson, what do you put it at out of a, as a percentage of 100? This is back to banks that now. It, that back it will to happen banks. as in that he will actually formalise and stand. Yeah, let's just, let's just gonna, go for standing. I'm going to say 30% at this point. Okay. I think he's flying a kite, and um, I think it might, you might find there's not a lot of wind under it. Yeah, it, and also it's a dumb kite. Um, so quite a lot of time spent there on News Talk ZB, airing an idea they reckoned was both dumb and unlikely. The following day on RNZ National's Morning Report, Kim Hill asked John Banks whether he would actually stand. Good morning, Kim. Well, this is a blast from the past. Isn't it? it is. I feel like it's Groundhog Day. It's only the cricket that's keeping me grounded this morning. Are you going to stand for mayor? Well, we're looking at it. I mean, Auckland deserves better than vague promises and more of the same. And it certainly felt like a bit of a blast from the past when John Banks resumed his old habit of saying things in groups of three and using three adjectives where one would do. I want to make sure that the revigorated, rejuvenated, renaissance John Banks, if I can say that to you, Kim Hill, uh, is going to actually have the cut through. John Banks repeated his insistence that he would chair Auckland Transport, but that was it in terms of his policy and whether he would really be a candidate or not. In effect... You are, bar a focus group report, standing for the mayoralty. Now, Kim Hill did try to find out what John Banks would actually stand for and got. I'm going to go out onto the street, onto the doorsteps and ask people what they expect of the council and can I produce the kind of leadership that is desperately needed for Auckland right now. You're going to go onto their doorsteps? I'll go onto their doorsteps, I'll go into the supermarkets, I'll go on the buses. But all that didn't dissuade Checkpoint later on RNZ National last Monday, where it was RNZ, and not John Banks, taking to Auckland streets and doorsteps to do market research. So we sent our reporter, Nita Blake-Person, and cameraman Nick Monroe out to see whether a Banks campaign was what Aucklanders are looking for. But how could they know when even John Banks himself won't say what it is or whether there will be one? The answers were predictably no use at all. Is it someone you'd be interested in voting for? No, at this stage I... I don't want any of them. Though this woman was on the money. He's considering it. What would you say to that? <laughs> um, hmm, um, um, I don't know. I should be interested to see his policies. <laughs> and the point at which John Banks does have policies for people to respond to and is confirmed as a candidate would be the time to take to the streets and ask Aucklanders what they reckon. 
Now, next day, Tuesday, News Hub had John Banks in the AM show studio asking him about wheelie bins, Santa parades, climate change and lights on the Harbour Bridge, after which the host, Ryan Bridge, asked him this question. John Tamahiri is... is passed an olive branch over to you and said, well, you could be the head of Auckland Transport. I'd much Transport. prefer John Tamahiri to fill golf every day. John Tamahiri has indeed told reporters that he's offered John Banks the job of the chair of Auckland Transport if he wins. But even though you wouldn't know it from the media coverage this past week, the Auckland Transport top job is not the mayor's to give to a political ally or anybody else. The appointments will be made by Auckland Council's Appointments and Performance Review Committee, Te Komiti Tohu Me Te Arotake Turangi Mahi. The mayor is the chair of it, and John Tamaheri's running mate, Christine Fletcher, is the deputy chair. But they only have one vote each, and there are seven others with a vote as well. Back in May, when John Tamahiri first promised to sack the Auckland Transport Board, RNZ's political reporter Matthew Tunison spoke to several councillors, including Richard Hills, who told him this. A mayor can't just cut all the members off Auckland Transport, it's just not possible. They're appointed by councillors, and as far as I know, all the AT directors were appointed unanimously by the Appointments and Performance Committee of councillors, so I'm not sure how a mayor would come in and fire a board of directors on his own. Pity no one pointed all that out this past week. But you will see, read and hear much more in the media in the coming weeks about the Auckland mayoral contest and the expensively assembled teams of PR professionals the candidates have on their side will all have a hand in that. Who's in charge in Auckland and how they do it is an issue of national significance, unlike, say, who becomes mayor of Nelson or New Plymouth, or even a bigger city like Christchurch. But there is a risk that by mid-October, those for whom the issue is a remote one will be sick of hearing all about Auckland and not issues in their own backyard. One who already is, is Ali Jones, a former Christchurch City Councillor and currently a local community board representative there. She's also a former News Talk ZB broadcaster in Christchurch and now a PR professional in the city as well. That was Ali Jones, a former Christchurch City Councillor and currently a local community board representative there. Also, she's a former News Talk ZB broadcaster in Christchurch and now a PR professional in the city. And, as you could hear there, she's feeling a bit let down by Auckland's grip on our nation's news media.